Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so excited you had joined us here on our online campus. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy this message. He is moving in this place. It is an honor to be up here again. Listen, I don't take this lightly, being um, your pastor, and um, we pray, and uh, we pray for you each and every week to, for God to move not only on a Sunday, but in your lives on a weekly basis. And um, thank you so much for choosing this place to be your home church, and uh, we honor your presence. We love, we love Lakeland. We love this community, and um, you get to be a part of something that is bigger than even us. Um, we're doing a, this is for generations to generations to come, and God is honoring the sacrifices of what you guys do and what all of us done. And um, come on, let's give it for Jesus one more time. If this is your first time here, where you've been, we've been waiting for you, been praying for you. My name is Eric. They let me be the pastor here. I try to get kicked out, but they don't let me go, all right? Um, but um, yeah, uh, it's an honor that you've joined us here today. I have the mic now. I am not scared of frogs. I'm just, they're just, they're demonic beings, okay? They're demonic. I'm just trying to cast some things out of them, Amen. Speaking about spiritual things, um, no, we, we, uh, I like, I hate frogs, I hate frogs, but um, we started a new series a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's a very much of a series that is needed in the church, but it's so awkward to talk about. It's so awkward to talk about, and I believe that God has given us principles to operate in when it comes to our resources that he's given us and the finances and the money that he's given us. We believe that money can be used for good if it's directed in the will of God, directed in the will of God. And I know when it comes to money and church, it's a very sour subject. I totally understand that. The church has done horrible in talking about money. The church has probably abused in certain areas money. But the reality is we don't serve people. We serve God. And God never fails. People fail. People fail. So whenever we talk about these things, we have to take it into perspective that if somebody failed as a person, they're not God. God never fails. And his promise when it comes to the resources that we have been given, there is a covenant and there is a blessing attached to it. Billy Graham says it like this, as we said the past couple of weeks. If a person gets his attitude toward money straight... It helps strengthen most of every other area in their life. Who wants to live a blessed life? One area that we need to operate for this blessed life living is through our resources and our finances. Do you understand that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but spirits and principalities? Do you understand that everything in the spirit realm, there's a spirit realm. Let, let, let me just freak you out for a little bit. Woo, all right, all right. There is a spirit realm. We're only in, we're in humanity, but, uh, but somewhere out there, there is a wrestle for your soul. There is a wrestle for your purpose. There's a wrestle for your life, and it's in the spirit realm. This thing is real. That's why when I, when I watch stuff on Netflix and they deal with the spirit realm, I'm like, no. I ain't opening my door to that thing because I ain't ready for this, all right? But there's something, you've seen some things that uh, some people are like, oh, well, how did they know that? There, there is a spirit realm, a good and bad. I know that we see it uh, in movies a lot of the little devil on one side 
and the little angel on one side, even though that is probably like, you know, something to use in the movies. But in reality, the Bible calls in Ephesians, there is a wrestling for your soul. We do not wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with principalities and spirits. So when it comes to money, one of the hardest things to do as God calls us to is to give but it's hard for us to give. Why? Because there's a spirit attached to it. Okay, we're going in now. You understand there's a spirit attached to money that we need to talk about. Because if we don't talk about it and bring it to the light, we're just going to be dumb people like, oh, I just don't like to do it. I just don't like to do it. No, 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 no. There's a wrestling. There's a spirit attached to it. And we see it here, this wrestling of the spirit. It's called the spirit of mammon. Everybody say mammon. You're like, I don't, I don't where's that in the Bible? It's because you don't have a King James Version, okay? Come on, Jesus. All right, here we go. Luke chapter 16, verse 9 through 13. We're going to see how it says here, and then we're going to read the version where it, it, it kind of declares this. It says, I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when, I, when it's gone, you will be welcomed into the eternal dwelling. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. So if you have not, um, not been truth uh, trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? Ooh, that's a verse right there. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, you will be, you will give who will give you property of your own. You need to mark that verse right there. If you're taking notes or you're on your Bible, I want you to highlight that verse. We'll come back to it in a minute. No one can serve two masters. Neither he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Let's look at the King um, James Version on verse 13. It says, no servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate one of the other and, or else will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and serve mammon. So this, mon- this word is translated money from one version where it says you can't serve God and serve money. But in the King James Version, it says you can't serve God and serve mammon. Mammon is a spirit that is rooted, um, that is rooted in the Babylonian history that means sown in confusion. That's the definition of mammon, sown in confusion. You, you understand why we can't deal with money at times? Because it's, 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 the, it's operating in confusion. It's like you're supposed to be doing something with it, but it, it pleases you in other ways. And you're in this middle where you want to do right, but, it, it, but the, the wrong way is kind of a little appealing too. And you're confused. That's where the enemy wants us to live in when it comes to our resources to, swoon, to live in the spirit of Mammon. Mammon is a spirit of the world and the spirit that rests on money that is not submitted to God. Let me say that again. Mammon is is the spirit of the world and it's the spirit that rests on money when it's not submitted to God. 
Because then people take it to the extreme where they don't want money. Like, don't, don't, like, it's evil. Money's not evil within itself. It's the spirit behind it when it's not submitted to God. We can take that into all of our lives in every other area. Forget money. How about obedience? When it's not submitted to God, we start doing stuff a little dumb. When our time is not submitted to God, we try to, we, we, it seems like we don't have enough time, you know? It's all these, oper- it's operating in the spirit of mammon. God blesses money that has been submitted that does not replace what he can only do. See, this is what mammon does. Mammon takes place of promising us everything that God can give. Didn't the, didn't the, the enemy do that from the garden? Like, if you want to be like God, why don't you eat this fruit? How about when, when Jesus was tempted in the, in the wilderness? If you are the son of God, you know, just throw yourself. It's the same spirit that has been from the Genesis all the way to now. Now it's attached to money. Why? Because money, if we're honest, has a hold of us. And when money has a hold of us and we don't know how to control money in the covenant of Christ, then we are operating in a spirit that is not of God, but of the world. And the Bible says it is the spirit of mammon. Mammon either is, um, uh, money either is in God's spirit or the spirit of mammon. So what, so now that we know money is attached to the spirit and we need to kind of combat it, what is the way, what is the operating system that God gives us to come against this spirit that is trying to plague our resources and trying to plague our lives? What is the thing? The thing that he gives us is giving. It's so hard to do this. As your pastor, I'm here to tell you, it's hard to give sometimes. Why? Because we're not battling a pocketbook. We're not battling a wallet. We're battling a spirit. The spirit wants us to not so we can operate in the world. But when we're operating God, there's a battle for your soul. There's a battle for what God is operating in. So it's going to be hard. That's why we have to be intentional in knowing the covenant and the blessings that God has attached to it when we do give. You know why the enemy is trying to fight this word tithing in the church? Because they know it's attached to a covenant that God has. So the enemy is going to try to put bad to it. So you can look at it and be like, oh. People just mess up. Who hasn't messed up? Raise your hand if you haven't messed up in your life. I'm waiting. You haven't messed up. Everybody go towards Jose over there. I mean, he's, 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 he's a perfect one in this church. I've screwed up. I've screwed up. That's how the enemy works. Let me just, this is a simple message. The enemy works in confusion. You need to know this. The enemy works. He's the master of confusion. He takes something that is true and tries to manipulate it so you can think it's not. In the middle of that, you're confused. You're like, what's going on? You have what you need in his word to operate in covenant. Tithing and giving breaks the stronghold of the spirit of mammon. The tool that God's give us that is plaguing our daily resources, our daily thing, is it's operating in a spirit. We need to deny it and look to what God 
has for us, laying down our flesh that is trying to hold on to us and picking up the promises that God has for us. Why do you think it's why do you think people feel good when they give to a charity? When, when anybody ever gave to a charity or given to like like a cause or something like that, you feel good about it, right? I mean, Travis is here. He's the man of, of every charity that we have in Lakeland, Florida. You, you, you've probably seen people, they're like the most worldly people, but the, when they give, they feel good about themselves, right? Why? There's a spirit attached to money. So when you're doing opposite of what the spirit wants you to do, it's going to make you feel good because you're operating in the blessing of what God should, you should be operating in. So let me tell you this. What if, if you feel good giving to a charity, how much would you feel better when you're operating in covenant with Christ? How much, how much more fulfilled would you feel if you operate in the promises of God? It's more than just a feeling. Let me tell you this. Giving and tithing and, 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 and all that, that's not charity. A church is not charity. This is a place where God has, has put people in. For us to operate to bless his kingdom. When people look at your tithe and offering as charity, it's no blessing attached to it. Because you're saying you're giving it to a cause. No, 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 no. What did that verse say in verse 12? Is whenever, if somebody gives you property and you don't steward it well, would they give you more property? No. So we're not giving for a charity to God, we're giving it to the God Foundation. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're giving it to a. We're giving it back to Him because it already belongs to Him. It's working in covenant. Have you ever heard of the 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 saying "money's evil"? I, there's two spectrums in the world. There's the people that use money as evil just because they can. Or there's people that don't want to do with money because it, they think it's evil and they're like they're scared of it. Let me see. Let me tell you what Timoth, First Timothy chapter six verse ten says. Paul writes that love of money is the root of all evil. There's a difference between money being evil and the love of money being the root of all evil. First Timothy. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. That's a depressing verse. Why? Because God knew that money in itself can be a resource to push the kingdom of God. But when, when we put our flesh in the middle of that, we mess it up. We mess it up. So when you give, I'm going to give. That's why it says give with a cheerful heart. <laughs> Sometimes that cheerful heart is like grinding your teeth. <laughs> You're like shaking real fast. That ain't the Holy Spirit. That's just that nerves are fast. Why? Because you're coming against a spirit that's trying to take hold of you. You're coming against what your flesh is screaming out. There, there's something I know. And... and and I'm not here to, I don't need your money, whatever. I mean, you do what you got to do. I'm just giving you what the Bible says. There's something about in my life when I, when I do operate in that and when I don't. I see a difference, as we talked about last week. 
So if I know there's a difference in my life, I want that for you as well. And that's how we operate in the blessings of God. So what should we do with money? There's this word that says we need to be good stewards of money. Good stewards of money. There's nowhere in the Bible that says don't pay your bills. <laughs> you find it? I'll be operating that real fast, all right? There's nowhere in the Bible that says do not invest. Do not put in the 401. Do not, do not save for later. It doesn't say if you have a savings account, you're going to the pit, pit of hell. No. It says how you steward it is how it's going to be blessed. How you steward it is how it's going to be blessed. Like we talked about two, week, two, two weeks ago, uh, an investment or money under the covenant of God goes farther than without. Why? Because you're submitting it to God and you're breaking the spirit over it. You're operating in the blessings of God. Luke chapter 16 verse um, 10 says it like this. He, uh, who, he who is faithful... In the least is faithful in the much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. And if you have not been faithful in what, uh, what is another man's, who would give you what is your own? Let's just talk about tithing in, in general. We, talked, we knew in the past couple of weeks that that belongs to, the, to God. So whenever we are not operating in that, we're robbing from God. So then when we are going to God and be like, God, I need this blessing. He's like, well, you're stealing from me. So why am I going to give you more? It's not a punishment. It's called this word. We don't like this. And I'm going here, here's to go. Here's the papa of the chancleta coming at you real fast. Okay. It's called Accountability. Let me just hold it right there. Just let it sink in. We don't like accountability. We call accountability in our culture now judging. There's a difference between judging and keeping you accountable. Judging is, oh, no, you better. Accountability is like get your butt in order. You know better. Some of us that, oh, I haven't been in church in a long time, but you've been in church before. You know what's right and wrong. We, we, you know, and do not come to people. Do not put me on blast on Facebook and say, oh, that pastor only wants your money. I'm here to tell you, no, I'm here to be, keep you accountable to let you know that if you let your money take control of you, you crazy. I'm not. I'm going to look at you and might be judging you and be like, hmm, you, I'm judging right now. <laughs> Accountability. If I came up here and just told you all the fluffy things that's going to tickle your ears, all the good things, I'm not being a true pastor to you. I'm going to talk to you about the hard things. And the hard things, you can talk about faith. Everybody likes faith, right? Faith. The church is packed when we talk about faith. Let's talk about provision. Woo! We can shout on that. How about a healing? We'll shake on that. How about the love of Christ? Oh, 
give me more of that. The blessings of God. Oh. Yes. But then we say, pick up your cross daily and follow him. Wait, you're judging me. Deny your flesh. Who are you? You don't know me. I don't know you, but I know that I'm called to tell you what the Bible says. And what the Bible says is we need to operate in certain areas in our life. It's called growing up. It's called you have to do some things. That means you have to maybe uh, teenagers, young adults, let me help, let me help you real fast. And this is not only tithing, this is just in money in general. If you're not saving now, you won't save later. Mommy and daddy have taught you probably good or bad, but it's your job. Let me talk to the camera. It's your job to be responsible, brush your teeth, fix your hair, and either get a job and save your money because we can't operate in mommy's blessings. Gotta operate in your own. I'm gonna tell you right now, mommy and daddy ain't gonna be holding your hand when you see Jesus. We're all gonna keep accountable, not only for our lives, but what the what how we steward what he's given us. As we talk about week one, the job we have, if we hate it or like it, it's still a blessing from God. Because if you didn't have it, guess what? You'll be broke. You'll be broke. You can curse out your boss all you want. You can hate your employees all you want. But at the on, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you get paid, you're like, you got money, right? So it's a blessing. Maybe a hidden blessing where you're like, God, where's the blessing in this? You got money. So now that God has blessed us with this, what do we do with it? We have to stay in covenant with God. So again, so now we know there's a spirit attached. Now what can we do? What are we supposed to operate in? So now that, uh, what is our heart posture when it comes to resources and money? My heart posture is this. I am generous. Everybody say, I am generous. Some of people got to wake up and look in, look in the mirror to their stingy self and say, I am generous. Because being generous is not a normal thing. I don't wake up and be like, I'm generous. It's something, it's a muscle we have to build. It's a muscle we have to operate in. I can't have abs without operating in weight training to build a muscle. Trust me, don't be looking at my belly. I'm not working on it, um, but I am generous. You, some of us have to look at it, look at our money and be like, I am generous. I am generous. And that's how God wants me to be. Does money have a hold of us and it replaces God or we have a hold of our money and put God in his rightful place? We need to be happy to give because it breaks the spirit of greed, selfishness, and control over the possessions that we have. And tithing and being generous heart breaks the spirit of mammon. Here's the question I have for you today, and I'm done in a little bit. Am I, are you generous? 
and generosity can go so many ways. It don't only have to deal with money because it's not all money. Are you generous with your compliments? Or people look at you and like, that person is probably not a Christian because he's a jerk. Are you operating in with time? Are, are, you, are you letting people in so you can give, so you can witness to them? Are you being generous with, with your, your eye contact with people and just because they're people and God made them like, hey, I see you, I notice you. But also are you generous with your resources? Selfishness is the enemy of generosity and it tries to take place of God. Tries to take place of God. A generous heart stems from a grateful heart. Let me say that again. A generous heart stems from a grateful heart. Has God done something in people's lives before? Not only with money, just in, just in general. So we should be grateful for what he has done. For what he has done, there's no other option for me to live generous. The enemy of generous is selfishness. And it promotes, this is what selfishness does. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect, I'm going to provide for myself. Selfishness takes place of God in our lives. If you're always in protection mode, you can't be generous. If you're always in is all about me, you can't live a generous life. You have to deny yourself and pick up your cross daily and follow what God is doing. Regarding to the issue with money, God is not only testing our hearts to see if we are, can handle money, but he's testing our hearts to see if we can handle true riches. True riches is not in this. If your true riches is in this, it's gonna, it, it, there's rich people that are not happy. I'd rather have my family healthy than have true riches. I'd rather have a little bit of a house over my head than to have all the money. Do I want money? Don't get me wrong. But you have to be honest with yourself. Am I working these extra hours to only provide or am I working this just to hoard because I feels good about, it makes me feel good about myself? Am I denying my family because I want more money? Am I denying your house, God, because I need to get, 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 get more? Especially in our culture, it's all about getting more, getting more. Where is the limit of more? Let me ask you that. Is it to the expense of losing everything? Because the Bible says it like this. What profits a man? that gains the whole world, but loses his very soul. I'm not saying to be reckless and not do what you got to do. Work that overtime when you got to. But if, if the people in your work see you more than your kids, you're not operating in covenant. I know bills are crazy. Well, I saw something the other day. It said this. The people in your, the people... I, the, the people that will hurt more for not seeing you will be your kids more than your coworkers. Again, I'm not saying not to work. You better work. Especially men, you can't go to your wife and say, hey, Pastor Eric said, I can't do this. 
What I'm saying is, where's your priorities? And it all revolves around this spirit. There's a, a story in the Bible. Judah, can you come up? Uh, this lady named Mary. And Judas had this conflict that Mary brought. She had some oil. And it was the most expensive oil in the time. And Jesus was in town. And Mary brought this oil and broke it at the feet of Jesus. Like shattered that thing and rubbed it on his feet. Number one, you thought, you know, a pedicure was right now. No, no, it started back then. Rubbing that thing. Get that bunion. We had two mindsets. Mary being extravagant in her generosity that she's willing to give all she had to lay it at the feet of Jesus. But then you have Judas that is looking at this and saying, shouldn't that money be, that money could have gone so many other places. It could have fed the poor. It could have done this. And his judgmental heart didn't see what Mary was operating in. Mary was operating in extravagant generosity. And sometimes extravagant generosity doesn't look all pretty. It might, it might come against what culture is saying. It might come against uh, what, what, what different people are saying about what you, it doesn't matter. She laid it at the feet of Jesus and said, God, I, I, I could use this for so many things, but I choose to live a life so generous that I laid at your feet. And that's what we do with our resources. Could it feed so many other people? Yes. Could it go so many other? Yes. But there's a different posture when we get down and say, God, this doesn't belong to me. This is yours. And I know at your feet, it can go multiple places that my resources and the way I can do it, it can go more at your feet than in my hands. When you are not at this posture in laying the resources that God has at his feet, you're saying my hands can do more than what his feet can do. But when you transfer and say at your feet can be way more than what my hands can do, what he does is take that and gives you opportunity to be a blessing. Some of you are like, I can't. You can't afford not to. Let me say it like that. I, oh, I can't give it. You can't afford not to. Why? Because in your hands can go so less, but at his feet can go so much more. Don't have a mindset that Judas had, where he judged the lady for being extravagant in her generosity. But be like Mary, 
and say, I humbly come to you because I know without you, I wouldn't have this. So I choose to live in the covenant. I choose to stay in the area, in the place that you tell me to do. And I'm going to use the resources that you have given me, not because I have to, because I want to operate in covenant. Mary didn't have to break this. Matter of fact, it was a little, it was a little extra. Why are you breaking this thing? You could just pour it. But why? She wanted Jesus to know, I ain't going back. What I'm giving is all of me, not just half. Because if she would have just dumped it, there'd probably still be a little bit oil. She said, I am not going to live outside of what you're, what you can do, God. I'm going to break it at your feet and let it pour on you. Let me ask you this. Are you generous? Are you generous? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 8, and I'm done. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you what have decided in your heart to give without reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good are you operating in the spirit that's trying to take hold? Are you operating in mammon? Because money outside of God's will and God's hand is operating a spirit you don't want to operate in. Real fast, that's a slippery slope. So we have to be intentional with the resources that God's given us. Say, God, I lay it at your feet. Thank you for it. Wasn't that an amazing message? If you'd like to help partner with us to push this mission Florida, you can go to axioschurch.com and in the giving tab you can give a one-time donation or a reoccurring gift. We are so thankful for all of you that have decided to join us this morning. We meet every Sunday and we can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, turn on your post notifications, make sure you're tuned in to everything that Axios Church has to offer.